Good morning, everybody. Um, this morning we'd like to have you do some reflection. Um, I hope Rob will join us. Um, he may come in at some point. Um, you may remember at the beginning of the retreat, Rob said, in this retreat we want you to do the work of calling forth the teachings, knowing what directions of travel of this path or whatever paths are important to you that you wish and need to travel and you will remember the hefty application form for coming in this retreat which I've just looked at again it's really touching to read again but the questions that you responded to were um, which aspects and directions of soul making dharma do you particularly desire to grow into which aspects you feel you don't yet know well or understand well? And what domains of soul-making dharma do you find challenging? So in this reflection this morning, as much as possible, let it be um, including your multiple ways of knowing. Sometimes we think of reflection only as we abstract, take an overview, have a look. Please follow in the moment the what's live and direct. Good morning. So the questions will be, I'll say a little bit and then you'll do the work. Um, what is showing up for you in this retreat in the intimacy of your practice, one domain, in the intimacy of yourself with yourself, of yourself with the gods, of your, at the intimacy of your practice, in hearing the teachings and in moving around the space here and being here, so all those domains, that lights up for you and gives you a more clear sense, a thorough sense of what direction you wish to go in with your practice. There and therefore, what is asking for your development in terms of foundations of practice, of the path, and or roots into the ground of soul? So what's lighting up for you while you're here? Not what you think you should do, only from the top down. That's useful. But that, if it doesn't have any luster to it, or any spark, or any call, or intimacy in it, um, it, it may just either remain a good idea or always lack um, your juice. Your desire is important here. Your interest is important. It's not the only thing that's important, but it is important. So what direction do you wish to go in practice? Some people here, a good number of people here, really feel in love with the soul-making dharma. As a, as, as, as a Logos rooted in emptiness. And some here may not be, it may not be quite like that for you in your relationship with this particular paradigm, but that being here is helpful to you in some way in highlighting what you do want to develop in practice for whatever is more central Logos in your soul, whether that's a classical Dharma frame or some other frame. So all of that's welcome, all of that's completely welcome. But really the, the interesting part for this to be live is for you to find actually what is, what is it that I'm called to, towards in practice? This soul, you. And that may not always be um, only about what you want or what you think is a good idea. There's a participation between you and what's more than you. Um, I'll, I'll when we were reflecting on this last night, Rob said, will you say a little bit, little bit about your trajectory with this kind of reflection around what needs developing and you know that interaction of what I want and what I feel like I'm turning toward and what 
what I'm turning toward has to say about it, so to speak. Um, and just to give um, one example, in my own trajectory, um, having been really, ru I mean, there's, you know, who knows where all these things, they have no single causal explanation or origin, right? But if I start from a more uh, recent perspective, from my Dharma um, roots, in which I am, um, in, um, I feel indebtedly a bow to this. Um, for many, many, many years, from when I was uh, in my 20s, and I was already teaching and found myself called to another logos of the diamond approach logos, of um, which some of you may know about, or some of you might be in that school, I think, um, because it, it opened pieces and avenues and doorways that hadn't quite been touched, not necessarily because they weren't available in classical dharma, Maybe I hadn't found them, but they weren't highlighted in a way that I could enter, so to speak. I loved it so much. I was really called, really drawn. It was really center. That logos felt like it was there with my classical Dharma logos. I'm not quite sure how they sat together. Um, and I was joined their seminary training. They called it a seminary training, the teacher training, which was different than just being in the school. And I loved it, and I loved the people, and I loved the work, and I loved what we did, and it opened up domains of soul I had never touched before. And that's the direction I thought I was going in. And conditions arose that I could have not predicted that put me flat on my face. And no longer was I in that seminary training. Um, and all my trajectory is like, that's where I was going. That's what I was doing. And the conditions, was, it wasn't just about what I wanted. It was, I loved it. That's really important. But conditions changed. And then here I was in my Dharma world. And the teachers in the seminary would say, oh, you come from the Dharma tradition. Maybe, you know, maybe this isn't your logos. And I was going, yes, it is. It is. Um, so I just want to highlight that piece of that interaction between where we're called and what the conditions uh, are showing us and what the more than us, um, if I dare say, has in mind or that we participate with. So reflecting this morning from what's here, with your multiple ways of knowing, your sensitivity and your passion, what's calling forth your, uh, your imagination? What directions you wish to go in practice? And therefore, based on that, and based on the fantasies of the path that you are entering, what is asking to be developed in you in terms of foundations and roots. So that's the theme. <clears throat> and just to make that distinction again, I named it at the beginning, the energy body practice, energy body awareness uh, development is, we could say, a foundation of many practices, many, it's just useful, it's just helpful. Um, we can see how it can really serve in our life, in our classical dharma practice in our metta and is a foundation in the soul-making dharma. That becomes a root into the ground of soul when the range of the energy body um, vibration, sensation is filled out from the <laughs> look with my hand down here saying etheric. <laughs> Normally people put that that way. Um, the etheric kind of um, fine gossamer end of the spectrum to the to the dense and the firm and the solid right that whole range so that as one um, domain I'll just name some domains and then we'll give you the task to reflect 
metta, heartfulness practices, opening and developing heart as emotional center and the range of emotions that are possible for a human being, skill with the emotions, all the skills, the meditative skills. And I would add the heart also not only as an emotional center but as its own way of knowing, its own, its own organ of perception and of knowing. I'm gonna, you don't have to remember all these. You'll see which ones kind of spark up for you. And don't worry if you forget. Samatha practice, the capacity for the, the collecting, the gathering, the nourishing, the filling out, the loveliness of and the restfulness um, of that blessed trajectory. Relational skills. And I'm going to add some more things for you to think about the spectrum that we've talked briefly about between uh, of active and receptive ways of engaging practice when i'm really active and getting in there when i'm kind of receptive and ready to be acted upon and that kind of um, pivot thinking about this do you remember rob in the questions the other day talked about that tray fountain analogy and finding where we are with that self-other world um, uh, axis, triangle. Because in every moment of perception, all three are implicated. Where are we with the water on the tray? Is it often tipped to the self? Is it more tipped to the other? Is it all dispersed out in the world? So just knowing that, it's like, oh yeah, I've seen something this week. Maybe this idea isn't what's lighting up right now. Don't worry, you want to really go where your gold is. Um, some of the teachings from this uh, paradigm, the Eros Psyche Logos dynamic, which we haven't talked about so much, but it's on a number of your application forms. It's like, oh, I don't get that part. It's on quite a few. Um, it's not that you have to now suddenly get it, but you want a clock for yourself. Oh, yeah. I want to listen more, find out more. So that, that our way of reflecting this morning is part of that mature orientation of actually, if I, whatever I want to go further with, whether it's this paradigm or whatever, whatever I'm called to in this world, what wants to be developed and how can I go forward with that intention of development? Be active in that. Um, the range with images um, between the apparently pathological, crazy, weird, mad-looking range, end of the range, to the more classical, pure, um, radiant, uh, light range, uh, range of images, just knowing where we are, it's like, oh yeah, I'm always there. And not that we all have to be the same. It's not like we're going to have a perfect Dulux color chart. That's a paint company in England if you're from another country. It's not like we have a perfect color chart at all. Um, we're different, thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, but just thinking about that range. Thinking about, if it's uh, helpful this morning, ways of knowing where you are with concepts, ideas, do you always exclude yourself from that domain or always only enter through that domain? Um, same with imagination. Does, is that really fertile for you? Is there further that wants to go? Or is it something that needs more legitimizing, more teaching, more seeing, actually, I really actually need to understand how that fits here and why it's okay and it's not papancha, or it can be, but how it might not be. Um, with emotions as a way of knowing, with your sexuality and that being online in whatever way it's online for you. In all the again, in all the range of that, your intuition of being able to feel just what's around the corner—not reifying that, but that kind of combined with that instinct of 
kind of being able to sniff something out, a trail. How's that spiritual or soul-making instinct? Where we are with ideas like sacredness um, in our mind, in our heart, in our body, in our interactions. Um, anything else you want to say? Um, so the way we thought we could do this is if you wish to do it verbally and it can be really useful to let yourself do that but if you don't wish that's completely fine if you want to be on your own doing it Um, in groups of three again with a a chance to have um, maybe six minutes or so just monologuing of oh okay Here's what I think I should do, but here's where the gold is and here's that participation between me, my desire, whose desire, and what I'm called to. Excuse me. (coughs) Is that clear, reasonably clear enough? Oh, yeah, thank you. Margaret asked, is it possible to have time for both? Uh, Yeah, if you decide to go into a three now, you can also sit sit in the lounge at lunchtime and... Oh, Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, good idea. Good idea, yeah, let's do that. Let's sit for a little bit before we go into that. Yeah, good idea. Sit or stand. Taking time to establish your verticality, that's what makes this more interesting than just what I think I should do, what they say I should do. Enough room for your belly to fill out. The bones of your skull being filled with bright attention.
You don't need to know what you're going to say yet. You can find your way. And both create, discover that golden thread. Please engage the inquiry in a way that's meaningful for you. So if you would like to do it on your own, you're most welcome and it's uh, to be here in the hall. And if you'd like to do it in threes, please get together with two others and I'll guide us in. So this is not an occasion to get your inner critic involved. Um, please leave her, him, them safely in the lattice out there. Really not. So take a breath with your whole body breathing up from the earth right into your chest center. There's so much richness. There's so much inheritance of soul between you, in you. Letting the heart come into bright mindfulness, the hips, the backside, your head, your imagination, everything that you've got to bring to the table. Go. 
to where something is lighting up. Not using it as a chance to just say, yeah, I'm deficient in this and this and this. Let this be a soulful inquiry between yourself and all the more than use. It leads onward. And speaking out in the moment of what's happening as you're speaking can sometimes be really, really helpful to follow that thread. So opening the eyes, checking between the three of you who is willing to go first. And the two witnesses with your eyes open for your third. Sensing your body, bringing your presence, please begin. Don't, don't worry if you were just getting going. You can, <laughs> you can you, hopefully this can keep going, this reflections on what's, what's wanting to be developed and where I'm heading. And yeah, hopefully this is really not a one-time thing, but it's a, a way of thinking about our practice. And when you're ready, third person.
and finishing up with your friends and coming back to your place. Well, let's sit together for a few minutes to end.
the sun's just come out. Um, let's take now for a walking meditation practice till half past eleven. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.